Blog Talk Radio. Soccer Show. I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein. I'll give you American perspective of our clubs, leagues, players, national team, and other fabulous moments. You get your daily reading from me and other writers now at fansided.com. Yes, I announced today on Twitter that I've officially joined the Fansided Soccer Department. I'll be uh, with the MLS Multiplicity uh, Department. I probably butchered it, but I'll double-check what I just said. And make sure it is uh, the correct way to pronounce it. But other than that, I'm very happy. And I'm very, very uh, excited that I get to join the uh, talented people at Fansided covering Major League Soccer, covering American soccer, and soccer in general uh, with these people so that I am able to do everything that I can, not only to cover the New York Red Bulls, but also to cover American soccer as a whole. And hopefully, hopefully that uh, this podcast will now be officially a part, this live streaming show be officially a part of their repertoire and their lineup for podcasts. And you could probably check them out. You can also go to feedspot.com for the list of uh, MLS and American soccer podcasts or Uh, live streaming shows, whatever uh, tickles your fancy, and it should be a lot of fun to do so. And I'm just happy. I'm just very, very happy to uh, be a part of them, part of the group. And I cannot wait to get started next weekend when MLS starts on that weekend. The New York Ripples will be hosting Sporting Kansas City. And then the 2021 schedule of MLS will begin. The first two matches will be against Western Conference teams, and the rest of the schedule will be against Eastern Conference teams. Obviously, this is uh, how it's going to be until we get back to some form of normalcy. So hopefully we are all going to have uh, a good time. We are all going to have... Uh, an opportunity to uh, have some fun because that is what we're trying to do here. Have some fun here. Have some fun. Talk MLS. Talk American soccer. I personally cannot wait. I love it. I can't wait to be a part of the the season coming up, and we're going to have some fun. So for those of you that um, are not following or are following and want an update, on the uh, situation between the New York Red Bulls and, of course, Kaku, also known as Alejandro Romero Gemara. Uh, the battle of the contract dispute between Kaku and the New York Red Bulls, well, the New York Red Bulls have won the dispute, basically stating 
The extension that they've activated on Kaku that would end in December of 2021 at the end of this current season, uh, it is a valid contract. Everything uh, is up to snuff. And basically now there's going to have to be some form of compensation uh, directed to the New York Red Bulls. But as of right now, the New York Red Bulls, uh, in my mind, I, I don't think Kaku is coming back to play for the Red Bulls. I think in his mind, it is all over. And because of this situation that has happened, once again, I'm assuming that the New York Red Bulls will be asking for some form of financial compensation from the Saudi club. Um, You know, the New York Red Bulls genuinely wanted Kaku to remain here in MLS. They wanted to make sure that everything done by the book, they genuinely extended his contract. They, They activated the extension them to stay here be part of the club but I think we all knew from after the day after that wonderful season of 2018 where Jesse Marsh all of a sudden you know goes to Europe becomes part of the Red Bull Salzburg coaching staff now with uh, excuse me I should say Red Bull Leipzig uh, in the German Bundesliga now the head coach of the Red Bull Salzburg club in Austria, in their Bundesliga. He wanted to go. He wanted to leave. And he tried to orchestrate a way to go somewhere else. He tried Copa America in Mexico. And the Red Bulls did not budge. Kept asking for a transfer. The club would not budge. Until he thought he could just walk out on his contract. And the New York Red Bulls uh, said, no, you have a binding contract. The, The contract is still valid. We activated the the extension for 2021, but Kaku wanted out. He did not want to be in MLS. So all I can say is, right now, is that for Kaku, and I don't think he is going to come back. I don't think, I mean, let's be honest, he's disgruntled. Um, he doesn't want to be in MLS. He feels that he has to be somewhere else. He wants to be at a better club or at least in a better hemisphere. He wanted to be away from the Red Bulls, away from MLS. And I just think, you know, of course, this is just my perception of the situation. I just think there will be uh, some financial issues that will be coming the Red Bulls' way from the Al Tawani Club. But, you know, the disappointing situation here is this, is that Kaku, as great of a talent as he is, as great of a talent as he showed, and believe me, you know, he'll be big. He'll be a big player for that club in Saudi Arabia. He'll be a big uh, player uh, for the uh, Paraguayan national team you know he could probably go to Europe right now if he wants to and perform in some of the top clubs in Europe probably somewhere in Spain if he feels like going there or somewhere in England if he chooses to go there or Italy if he chooses to go there it's up to him obviously or it's up to uh, whichever club in the top four 
Euroleagues wants to have him. In my mind, and I understand, look, MLS, of course, still a building league, still a growing league. And I understand his talents, you know, wants to be somewhere else, and that's fine. Or be in a better league within CONCACAF, but obviously, we all know Liga MX is a better league, and I'm not poo-pooing on MLS. I still think MLS is still a growing league, talent-wise. We're... Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, great. I guess I've been having some issues then with the phone. Um, so first things first, I gave you a great introduction. I don't know if you heard it or not, but um, let me just say this. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the founder of ProjectGoal.net, Project Goal in the Providence, Rhode Island area, my good friend, Darius Shazadi, who is updating uh, the plans that he has made in the Providence, Rhode Island area. And Darius, good evening. How are you? How's your family? And how's mom and dad? Very good. Very good, Danny. Good to talk to you. Good to be on the show again. Great. Wonderful. It's glad to have you on. So once again, for those that are new about that uh, don't know about you, once again, Project Goal, uh, what is the function of Project Goal? And uh, uh, tell us everything about all the hard work you've done to put this pro- to put this whole thing in place over in Providence. Yeah, um, so we're in our 17th year uh, running an inner city after school program for middle school age kids. It's a 100% free program where we do academic enrichment, tutoring, and homework help, and that's followed up by uh, so that's 90 minutes of that session in the classroom and then it's followed by another 90 minutes of soccer training and playing and students have to earn their time to be able to play soccer Uh, so we actually have um, an area that if some of the kids are not doing their schoolwork or misbehaving um, the way that we discipline is basically we don't let them play for the day and they're in class with another teacher who does not more homework but kind of more academic enrichment type of games and brain teasers. So it's still fun, but they're not playing soccer. Uh, We provide transportation for the kids if they need it to the program. And we also supply uh, school supplies and soccer equipment if needed as well. But um, we've been very successful in servicing over 1,200 kids over the last 17 years. We're supported by the FIFA Foundation, who's been supporting us for the last 10-plus years. Uh, a lot of good partners, New England Revolution, the Brown University, Providence College, men and women's soccer teams, uh, some other area universities as well. Um, but uh, And then also been able to get a number of kids into private schools, private high schools and middle schools over that time as well. And uh, right now we're in the middle of building too many futsal courts in the city of Central Falls, uh, and we have the help of some of our former volunteer uh, players from Providence College and Brown who turned professional and local Rhode Islanders, including one alum who's playing for the revolution. 
so we've been b- keeping very busy during COVID, even though we've not been able to actually run our program in person with the kids. Um, but we're still remaining busy and, and doing some positive stuff. And you're doing great work as always. You know, I, you, you, I get all these reports from you, uh, talk to some of these uh, people that are involved. Uh, you've done an amazing work over there. I know, like I said, you were in the Rhode Island Hall, Soccer Hall of Fame. You really dedicated yourself to the sport and uh, to the area in Providence. I know you've had uh, some former players that have played for the Revolution, played at Brown, and some of the local colleges. I think you told me Jeff Lorentowitz is a uh, a helper of yours uh, every now and then. Um, he was when he was at Brown and with the Revolution, and um, actually just found out today he retired um, from uh, breaking news, everybody. Yeah, yeah, I just saw that actually on the Brown Men's Soccer website. So, um, but yeah, actually Jeff and one of his former teammates, uh, Ben Brackett, um, who works for an uh, organization in Iowa called Kick It Forward, um, they t- have been doing some work with uh, Musco Lighting, who's been putting up these mini soccer pitches around the country. And they approached us um, because they wanted to give back to the city of Providence and the Providence area and had fond memories of actually volunteering for Project Goal. So they told us about this project that they were involved with. They felt like they could raise a certain amount of money between uh, the Brown soccer alum and, and their network including um, the MLS Players Association. And uh, uh, the guys that kick it forward um, created a landing page for us, a website, fundraising site, and we've been driving people towards it. And we've pretty much reached our goal of $200,000 between all the sponsors, people who've been kicking in for signs. We also have a brick a fundraiser going on with people can actually personalize their own bricks that will go down at the site. And we've already put up the structure, uh, put down new asphalt, and then all that's remaining is to put up a fence, some nets, and uh, some stands, and we're going to be ready to go, hopefully by uh, mid to late summer. That's fantastic to hear all this wonderful stuff going on. Obviously, the pandemic is kind of stopped you from, I guess, doing your instruction work and the uh, the other stuff that you normally do with the kids. But to see, you know, what's been going on and how you've done all these things, once again, you're a credit to the sport, you're a credit to the uh, area in Providence. I mean, you really made sure that these kids still have something to do and something to play and to go towards. It's just amazing what you've done for all these years, Darius. I mean, I'm not surprised how much you love the game. I'm not surprised how much you love helping out the kids. I'm not surprised at all because you've been absolutely fantastic uh, helping out these kids in the Providence area ever since you moved out of your dad's basement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. I might be talking to you from my dad's basement. You you just don't know these days. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget, folks, he's got two sisters. They probably pulled on his hair, too, when he was a kid as well. So, no. <laughs> That's right. But, <laughs> but obviously, everyone's doing well. Everyone's good at home back in Chappaqua. Yeah, yeah. Family's doing well there. Um, and then uh, I have one uh, one son who's a freshman at uh, Worcester Polytech um, in the process of actually 
trying to walk on the, the men's soccer team there, and then another one who's a junior in high school, be graduating soon. And uh, like I said, just keeping busy with uh, all the Project Goal stuff, um, you know, trying to get these mini pitches built. And uh, very appreciative of, you know, the, the former pros who've been involved with our program as volunteers who want to give back. Um, and I forgot to mention, like, Michael Parkhurst is involved, Scott Caldwell from the Revolution, and then uh, one of our alum who's actually signed a pro contract with them last year, Damian Rivera. And those guys have just been doing unbelievable work promoting uh, our fundraising effort, um, as, long as, as well as some of our alum who've been through the program who've been giving back. So, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see the entire project goal and soccer community who've been involved, uh, give back. And, um, you know, that just tells you that people, uh, really had a, the programs had an impact on them, whether they were just helping or they were actually part of the program, but it's, it, it's a great feeling. And once we're done, we'll have an additional place to play. And it's, you know, something not just for our program, but it's for the entire city of central falls. Uh, a lot of the schools are going to be using it during the day when we're not there. And uh, we hope to do a lot of different events like clinics and tournaments that will also be a positive thing for the community, but then also help us raise some money as well for the program and hopefully expand it. Hopefully. I hope that does happen and uh, you get uh, maybe a bigger, better uh, center to have a couple of pitches yourself and uh, learn. If I can ask you this, Obviously, Damian Rivera is um, not your son, obviously, not biological, but technically uh, came from your uh, so-called, we'll call it an academy just for now. But how proud are you to see him performing uh, with the Revolution? I know he's probably not on the senior team right now. He's probably on their two team in USL League One. How has he performed? How proud are you that you developed him to help him to being developed to go to the professional level? And what does that stand and mean? For, I shouldn't say stand, but what does that mean for you and the entire organization when you're seeing a player like that uh, being in MLS, USL, at least in the certain levels of American soccer, performing at a professional level? Yeah, well, uh, Damien was a part of our program for two or three years, um, and I, you know, I think we're we're proud that we were able to give him a positive place to kind of you know, develop. Uh, he was young, you know, he was only probably 11 years old when he started with us. Uh, he's the same age as my son who's in college. Um, so I coached actually him on a couple of different teams with my son as they were growing up uh, when they were 12 and 13. Um, yeah, it's great to see him play. He was with the USL uh, one team, like you said, the Revs two team last year. He's actually been with the senior team in preseason this year. Um, and because they, you know, they uh, traded away a couple of uh, former players, um, you know, who knows, he may get an opportunity, but he scored a couple of goals for the Revs 2 team last year. Um, he had broken his arm, actually, right at the beginning of the season. So a um, couple of games that he was not playing and probably not playing up to his potential um, nursing that injury. But, uh, yeah, came on strong at the end and, they have him in with the senior team for preseason, and I see that he's been starting a couple of games. Um, I don't think he's gotten on the score sheet yet, but um, he's right there. I mean, he's a fantastic kid, comes from a fantastic family. Um, I think he's also been training with the U18 or U19 national team uh, for the U.S. as well. 
Um, so there's a lot of big things, you know, out there for him. Um, it's great to be able to say that he is an alum of Project Goal and, uh, you know, he's, he's helping to give back. Um, and he's also one of the first uh, players, pro players, who was a part of a soccer for good organization like Project Goal, who's joined the Common Goal uh, movement, which I don't know if your your listeners are aware of or you're aware of, but um, it's the global movement where professional players, coaches, managers uh, dedicate 1% of their annual salary back to soccer for good organizations across the globe. So he's the first professional who actually was a part of a program like a Project Goal to actually participate in that. So that's also something that we're you know, very proud of that we've instilled in him that he should give back. Um, and I know that his parents probably had a little bit to do with that as well. But, you know, as a first-year player, you don't make, you know, huge contracts. But um, it's something. Um, and I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic story. And it was a fantastic story. And you're the one that wrote it, not just him. You played a part in it, too, and I'm happy for you. So, Darius, I will talk to you again soon. I hope you and your family are doing well. Tell your parents I said hi. And, um Keep on going, Project Goal. You've been doing an awesome job. Hopefully, maybe, who knows, maybe there's a section for the Soccer Hall of Fame in Frisco. They put your name in it. I'll be there for it. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that you're front row. That's right. That's right. I got to have my name in lights with you. No. <laughs> Thank good. you, Danny. I appreciate it, Danny. No all problem right. at all. Take I care. love helping you out. I love helping out Project Goal. I'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Enjoy. Good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Darius Shirzadi, Project Goal uh, organization that has been helping out the youth in the inner cities of Providence, Rhode Island. It has been absolutely fantastic for uh, him, for what he has done, and very, very proud of the work he has accomplished in the Providence, Rhode Island area. So now, welcome to the first ever uh, segment of the uh, PASL, the Premier Amateur Soccer League. And, of course, everyone knows my good friend, Carter Krishnai, who helps out not only with World Soccer Talk, but he's also the uh, communications officer for the PASL. He has brought on along uh, my first guest of this segment, Mr. Pedro Rosati, and he is uh, owner of Brothers FC, in the Fort Lauderdale area. Cardiff, good evening, and uh, Mr. Rosati, good evening. How are you? Good evening, Daniel. Good, good, good to hear from you. It's great to hear from you. Hey, I'm Daniel. glad that all of you are uh, here tonight. Cardiff, of course, you know, you uh, informed me about the new amateur league starting that's uh, here in uh, Florida. Uh, once again, uh, this vision that was brought up, and uh, you uh, saw the vision just as clear. Yeah, and 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 uh, Mr. Rosati is, is, uh, is the uh, owner and founder of Brothers FC, which is one of our, our five clubs. And, and uh, the vision for this league is pretty simple. It's a it's a club centric league. It's a league that puts clubs first. We've had. Look, we have national amateur leagues, and and our t- our clubs are free to are, are free to play in in other leagues, and and each one of our clubs either plays in NPSL or UPSL, and actually one of our clubs, uh, Miami United, plays both NPSL and UPSL as well as playing in, in our league and in another league as well NSL. And they're they're a club. I think all your listeners know made a quite a 
U.S. Open Cup run a few years ago, right? And fourth mm-hmm. round of the U.S. Open Cup, Miami FC, who of course I worked for at the time, uh, beat Miami FC, beat the Jacksonville Armada, who I had worked with previously. Um, it, so a fantastic club. Um, it's a club-centric league. It's a league that will allow our clubs to have high-level competition uh, year-round because, uh, look, I mean, and I know in my other role at World Soccer Talk, uh, one of my other roles, uh, obviously, as a senior writer of World Soccer Talk, I've been very vocal about calendar change. I know a lot of people disagree with me about that. But uh, realigning uh, the calendar of the United States uh, for our professional leagues and amateur leagues to uh, what we have uh, in Europe in order to line up transfer windows, right into a line transfer windows, but um, and, and for other reasons as well, climactic in terms of uh, also player availability. But Florida, the climate is different than in most of the country. So our clubs can play in January, they can play in February, they can play in November and December. So it's important for our teams, and I, I think UPSL has done a pretty good job of this, and NPSL is trying to do it, uh, but uh, they can play – outside of what are the normal windows for adult amateur leagues. And because of uh, the reliance of, uh, at, the, uh, U- at the PDL level, or now USL League 2, uh, at the uh, uh, NPSL level, and some UPSL clubs on uh, college players, you know, you're, 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 you're in a defined window. So you have a more, uh, you have, have your round play, and you can play in multiple leagues, and this gives you the opportunity uh, to do those sorts of things. And also, it's about presentation. Uh, we kept the league small initially because the idea is to give a very professional presentation. Uh, Daniel, as you know, I, I was the, uh, the communications officer when we launched NASL, and that was a second division professional league. We made a bunch of mistakes in year one and year two. Uh, and by the time we got things really rolling, unfortunately, the politics of U.S. soccer and all of that um, and, and some other issues got to us, and, and the league is, is no longer uh, playing, as you know. But uh, it's difficult. But the presentation really is what makes you appear serious to so many of the folks out there. So uh, in terms of the way we, uh, we present ourselves on video, the way we present ourselves as clubs, the way we present ourselves as a league, we're trying to keep it at a very, very high level and keep it consistent from club to club, which is why, uh, and, and you'll, you'll be talking in a minute, obviously, about the Florida Brothers. Uh, that's why we have been very selective uh, about the clubs that we've invited into the league to, to, to kick off play and very selective about the level of, of owner, the level of, uh, of, of club, and even the level of venue we want uh, for this league initially. So that's, uh, that's something that we're going to continue to work on. I mean, this is a, uh, I, I, I know we have all these discussions about open leagues and closed leagues, and uh, we're a league that is open and club-centric. At the same time, we are a league that is, is invite-only. So we take established clubs. We, uh, we pick the clubs uh, that, we, that we've wanted in this league initially, and – we're trying to offer a high-level product uh, for, 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 uh, that services our clubs and the players at those clubs and the, uh, and the fans of those clubs. So uh, our, our vision is very, very club-centric. It's not about 
building a league with 300 teams and taking expansion fees and that sort of thing. And that's the model that works for some other leagues, and, and uh, we're very happy for them uh, that they do that. And I think that's important in the adult amateur space, and it's important in the professional league space, in the Division Two and Division Three space, right, where we have uh, competing leagues. And obviously my own experience with the NASL, uh, I've been on the league side and on the team side with Fort Lauderdale and uh, with Fort Lauderdale Strikers, as you know, Daniel, that's how we met uh, with when I uh, with the, yep. was the communications officer for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And then, um, well, actually we met at CSRN, but then obviously with the Strikers also, and then uh, with Miami FC later. And uh, last thing I'll say is with Miami FC, in the period of time I was with that club, we were in four different leagues, uh, and we were a pretty high-level professional club. So I've kind of seen the ins and outs of leagues, seen the positives that, that uh, some leagues have and, and, and where some fall short. So uh, I, we're, we're trying to craft something very unique with PASL. Absolutely. And I'd like to once again introduce Mr. Pedro Rosati, of course, owner of Brothers FC. Mr. Rosati, good evening and welcome to the show. Hey, good evening. Good evening, Pardik. Yeah, you know, first of all, man, I'd like to you know, thank you guys for having me here. It's an honor to to represent, you know, the brothers, our players, um, in this uh, in this great show. So thank you for having me, Cardiff. Thank you for, for inviting me this evening. Oh, well, we're really happy to have you on because it's very important to make sure that you know all these clubs in our nation, you know, whether it is in the professional level, uh, the lower levels, the amateur levels, even you know, semi-professional levels. We want to make sure all the voices are heard here, that we all love this game and we want to see this game succeed in the United States and, of course, other parts of the country as well. But if I can ask you, though, um, why did you want to join the PASL? Why did you feel that your club, Brothers FC, would make an excellent fit to be a part of the PASL? You know, I mean, honestly was because of uh, some of what Cardiff said in terms of the level of organization and most importantly, the level of the teams that were, you know, part of it already. Um, I received a call by Douglas, which is, you know, the, the co-manager and you know, owner of the Boca Raton soccer team. And when he told me about the, the league and, you know, the aspirations for it, for, you know, getting the teams that are well-organized, teams that um, are very competitive as well, um, and he was creating a league, uh, you know, together with Cardiff about, you know, that are about the clubs. Uh, that plays a big thing. It, it, it's really important. Um, when you see, you know, we've, we're a young team, Daniel. We've been around for two years. Um, it's actually our anniversary now, April 24th, so we're very excited. Just our second year, but um, in just a short, you know, a short period of time and during COVID years even, um, we were uh, we were able, you know, two two championships that we played. We were able to win already one, uh, which was the UPSL Southeast uh, here uh, uh, in South Florida. And uh, when we got the call saying, you know, you're you're we're building a league by the clubs. Um, Miami United is in there, Boca Raton's in there, Palm Beach Stars in there, Naples United in there, and we believe you guys are, you know, what you have shown in the past two years is. Um, it's really, uh, it's great, you know, in terms of club organization competitiveness, and we feel like uh, it would be a great addition to, 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 you know, to come in and play. And I love the idea of that organization, you know, because you have serious teams, 
and it's a it's an opportunity to be heard as well because you have a voice as a club owner, which is important because at the end of the day, uh, we need the you need you need the clubs to be happy as well, right? You need the clubs to um, to to be able to you know make some decisions that we feel is important because at the end of the day, uh, that's who we're playing, right? The the clubs. Absolutely. Um... Born on April 24th, you're one day after my birthday, so oh, happy early birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. You too, man. Thank you. <laughs> I expect the birthday present in the mail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll, send you, we'll send you a jersey. We'll make sure to, to, get, you, uh, to get your address. We can get your jersey. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm very happy you're joining the, the PSLs. It, um, it, it's, a, it's a league that I trust because obviously through my my partnership with Carter Krishnaya and, of course, the owner of the league, I, I just believe that uh, this is going to be a very successful uh, uh, partnership here. And as you said, obviously, uh, you've got Boca Raton FC, Naples, Miami United, and uh, so many of these other Florida clubs that have been around for so long in UPSL, uh, NPSL, maybe also a time probably with, uh, at the time, PDL, now USO League 2. Um, you know, the Development Academy uh, that uh, this club has been a part, that's, that this club is doing, you know, how strong of this model is it that you love to be in it so much? You mean the, 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 the league uh, structure? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't understand. Sorry, man. I didn't understand the question. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, um, I, I apologize. I thought I would explain to myself good. I just, you know, you're, you're, I should actually, I misread what I was going to say. Um, about your club's model and development for your oh, academy, yeah. what do you base that on? Um, I mean, do you follow a certain style? Have you watched, like, you know, what has been going on, whether it's an American club yeah. or maybe a club from Mexico uh, uh, or from uh, Europe? No. Absolutely, man. My apologies. My apologies. No, you know, so we're, we're a team that were uh, the founding fathers, if you want to call it that. We're all from Brazil. Uh, we we carry actually the Brazilian flag on the on the jersey as well. Um, so the foundation is Brazilian, but, uh, you know, being South Florida, you're able, you know, you have the privilege really uh, to have players from all over the world. So today, our club is represented by, you know, many, many countries uh, throughout the world. We have, you know, uh, uh, um, European, we have South American, we have from the United States uh, some great players. Um, you know, so it's, um, that's, that's what the foundation of the team is today. It's a global team. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we're, we're playing and, and we hear the commentators say, you know, the Brazilian team, and not necessarily anymore. You know, we uh, yes, we we were the founders were Brazilian, are Brazilian, and um, it started a little bit that like that. But today we're a global uh, organization in terms of you know not only not only players but reach as well. You know, with the whole globalization and internet and social media. You know, you're, you're you, sometimes we receive messages from players all over the world, from France, from Germany, um, uh, from Africa, uh, that are interested in the club and they want to come and play. And obviously, being part of of serious leagues and you know the PASL with all these uh, amazing teams, uh, it's obviously a, a window uh, for new opportunities for the academy to grow and continue to to develop. 
You know, I have to ask you, obviously you're not far away from, uh, well, obviously Inter-Miami now has the control of the stadium. I know it's not the original Lockhart Stadium, but still, though, for those uh, that are from the Fort Lauderdale area, they'll still call it Lockhart, no matter what, because it's still in the area, even though the original building or the old goal is no longer around, but still... Um, in your mind, you know, holy land, holy football land, what does that mean to you to be very close uh, in the shadows of the Lockhart Stadium area? I mean, they, they better watch out, man. <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, you know, it's an honor, man. We we feel that, you know, uh, being so close to a stadium that has so much history and now with, uh, with an amazing team that is, you know, part of the MLS, uh, you know, representing the, the region, uh, which is already pretty strong. I mean, we see the levels of teams uh, from South Florida is tremendous, uh, you know, and, and so I think we're very well represented and a little bit, you know, honored. Obviously, we wanted to get there first, but uh, it's a long road, man. So, uh, but we're first, first and most importantly, honored to be part of the, uh, you know, to be close to that stadium, uh, close to the team. Uh, we're excited to, you know, to maybe a couple, a couple months, a couple years from now, play them. Uh, but, yeah, we're very excited to be, you know, part of the history as well and start writing uh, more of that history. And uh, and obviously your main club is, of course, in the UPSL. And, uh, of course, look, I love talking about the Open Cup. Everyone loves to talk about the Open Cup, and your club is part of UPSL. They probably have their own qualification uh, system to try and make it to the Open Cup one day. When you saw what Florida soccer soldiers did and had that nice little run from the first round up to the third or fourth round, is that a dream that you're hoping to repeat, or what Florida Soccer Soldiers did, to try and get into the Open Cup and have a big run and try and make some noise? No, oh, absolutely. You know, I even joke about, you know, uh, you know all the way to the end. Uh, you know, it, it hasn't been done, but it doesn't, doesn't mean that it cannot be done, right? Uh, and obviously, I, you know, if you get to that level, it's, it's a, it was a very impressive run by, by the soldiers were, you know, um, Played them uh, well. We played their second team actually uh, during uh, during last season, uh, but they were a tremendous team, and you know uh, they went very far. Obviously, something that we aspire. Uh, we 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 were short on the U.S. Open Cup last year since we didn't. Play. There was COVID, so we didn't play right. Uh, but mm-hmm. this year, we're excited to be part of it. Uh, we you know we're we're on track to be uh, to be playing this year. Uh, and obviously that's one of the biggest goals because that that's when you, you know you can put it all out and, and measure uh, against the best. So we're uh, we're preparing with we're preparing for that. And obviously the PASL is a is a is a foundation because uh, having a league that is between leagues, you know, it, it maintains a certain level and able for you to actually grow uh, faster so when you join uh, the cup. Uh, you're much much more ready, you know, to 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 go ahead, and your players are in the in the right level. They're all game ready. So um, so yeah, that's what we're trying to do, man. That's awesome to hear, and that's wonderful to hear. And I hope that really that this will be successful uh, for your club. Obviously, for any other club that wants to be a part of this amateur league, that of course Carr's been a part of, and he's helping out. You're now a part of it. This is going to be absolutely fantastic, and. You know, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. Hopefully there will be some uh, streams we can watch with this league and see what Brothers FC can do uh, in this new PASL league and see what your kids can do because obviously 
that's the start. That's the start that everyone needs. These kids got to start somewhere. And hopefully the success will bring your club to a level that you want to get to. And hopefully, if I can, if I can say, in the Brasileiro, you know, one day, who knows, maybe one of those clubs will take a look at your kids and say, you know, uh, how about that kid? Can we, bring, can we transfer him to us? Yeah, that would be a big thing. Absolutely. And one thing that you mentioned, you know, it's so important, uh, Daniel, at the beginning of the of the call of, uh, of the interview, you mentioned, you know, giving a voice to these teams and to the teams that, um, you know, they're not professional, they don't get all the spotlight, but they're so important in the foundation of, you know, U.S. soccer and now to be more and more a world soccer, uh, um, importance of world soccer. You have guys that, uh, are currently in college and they're playing in our leagues. You guys, you got former pros and you guys, and you got future pros. So um, it's tremendous work that you're doing and, you know, putting a voice out there for us. Uh, and we, we're thankful for that, Daniel. Well, thank you very much. I'm very happy to hear that. I'm, I try my best to give everyone a voice to talk about their club and, of course, the league that they're part of. And, look, it's not always about MLS. It's always about below MLS and how these players uh, develop, what these coaches do, these clubs that they own, own these uh, levels of teams do from the bottom all the way to the top. So all I can say is I'm happy to be a part of this, and I'm happy to give you a voice. And once again, I hope you have a good evening, uh, Mr. Rosati and Cardiff. Thank you for uh, helping me out with this, and I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you, Thank you for having us. Thank you. So, Mr. Pedro Lozzati of Brothers FC, of course, Carter Krishnire, the uh, communications officer of the PASL, joining me tonight. And very, very excited to have these uh, gentlemen on tonight. And, you know, once again, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I cannot wait to talk more about all these amateur clubs going forward. And um, once again, if you were not able to hear me, uh, on the uh, opening 15 minutes of the show, uh, as I would like to repeat, I am now part of Fan Sided, so um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I just personally uh, cannot wait to get started uh, next weekend as the MLS season gets underway. And once again, I have my own voice. I have my own opinions. I have my own beliefs. I don't have to listen to anybody and use their speech to talk about the game or the club that I cover. I have my own mind, my own thoughts, period. I think it's disappointing, very disappointing, that Kaku forced himself out of MLS and out of the New York Red Bulls. He didn't want to be a part of this stuff anymore. He did it, in my opinion, he did it the wrong way. But then again, what are you going to do? But hopefully, everyone, we will see better players coming over that wants to be a part of this league, that wants to show that they care about being in this league. And if they have to use this platform to go to a different league, then that's fine. That's not a problem. The problem is you can't just come in for one year and then leave. I think it is incorrect. But what are you going to do? This is how some players are showing their impatience 
when it comes to being a part and trying to get out of MLS. That's all I can say about that. Now, um, some scheduling um, notes I want to pass along here. I know this weekend, this week, I should say, starts the round of 16 first leg of the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, currently, I am away with uh, personal business uh, here in South Florida, and um, I nothing's wrong, everything's fine. But uh, what I will do is I will have the first leg review show this coming Monday after the first leg. I'll be back uh, this weekend, back home in New Jersey. So I will do the first leg review of the round of 16 this coming, or should I say next Monday. And then the following Friday, or next Friday, will be the second leg review for the CONCACAF Champions League. So for now, I will be not doing uh, a show this Friday. It will be next Monday for the first leg review and next Friday for the second leg review. I have some personal business to take uh, to take care of, and everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. Everything's good. That's why I let everyone know what will be uh, this upcoming week and after this coming weekend. So don't worry. Everything's okay. And the best part of this whole situation is I am fully vaccinated. Yes, Pfizer vaccinations, shots one and two, all taken care of last month. I am fully vaccinated, and I'm very happy about it. So all I can say is is that I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. And, uh, yes, I will take my uh, COVID-19 test when I return. And uh, hopefully the uh, quarantine will be very quick and painless, as I hope so. So other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank my guests. Carter Krishnayer, Pedro Rosati, Brothers FC PASL, and my good friend Darius Shirzati of Project Goal. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Once again, I am now a part of Fansided, and it's going to be exciting and a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. I hope all of you will be okay and have fun. And remember, always wear your mask, remain strong and vigilant. You take care. So long. Bye-bye for now. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care. So long. And bye-bye for now, everybody. Have a good night, everybody.